This is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Thanks so much for joining us. Why have energy bills gone up so much? This is what we're answering today. We're going to look at why energy prices have soared massively, why energy companies are making so much money, and essentially how you can reduce your bills. So have you ever wondered why your energy bills seems to be constantly on the rise? Do you want to understand how energy companies, oil companies, are making billions of pounds in profits every year? And are you curious about the future of energy and how it will affect your daily life? We'll stay right here because this is exactly what we're answering today. We're going to give you practical tips on how to reduce your energy bills to get more money into your pocket. So if you want more money in your pocket, then stay right to the end. This is Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. We are live on TikTok. We are on the Millennial Money Mindset podcast and the Millennial Money Mindset YouTube channel. Thanks so much for joining us. So we're going to start off by taking a closer look at why, essentially why bills have gone up so much. So one of the reasons, it's because of supply and demand. So supply and demand sets price. I used to work on the energy, I used to work for Shell Trading. So you might be saying, why should you listen to, to me on this on this channel? So I used to work as a trader. Uh, I was a shift trader for Shell Trading for seven years. So if, you, if you've seen those, the headlines of the papers of energy energy companies making billions of pounds that was essentially our team that was doing it we were making like millions of pounds i used to make millions of pounds every year on and i'll reveal how how we do this our traders made so much money and essentially how you can do this is a variety of factors including supply and demand geopolitical tensions and other reasons why they've gone up are so the cost of fossil fuels as well. So it's a finite resource. We're going to deep dive into this today and essentially how you can, we're going to also go, so we're going to go through why, essentially why the bills have gone up, what energy um, energy companies are doing to, to for, the, for these kind of enormous profits. And essentially, then finally, we're going to go to how, how you at home can um, essentially reduce your bills, getting more money into your pocket. So let's start off by going, so why energy, energy prices are so high at the moment? And this is mainly because of supply and demand issues. So there's a number of factors and we're going to go right into it. So North Sea oil and North Sea gas is where UK used to always get most of their production from. So the North Sea is um, north of Scotland and there's huge amounts of reserves there that was discovered in the 70s and the 80s. And essentially that has produced and provided a huge amount of oil and gas for the UK economy. And this has provided billions of pounds of uh, economical benefits from, from this. And essentially these supply is now dwindling. It's been hard, it's getting harder and harder to get easy access to this supply of oil and gas. And this means that with reducing supply, and increasing demand. This means that prices are going up. So a number of factors are also because there's no storage as well. So if you look at other countries in Europe, so Italy have got huge amounts of storage, France have got huge amounts of storage, and Germany also have much more storage than we do in the UK. So they can store the gas supplies. So for instance, they, they tend to put um, gas into storage into summer months when 
it, the temperature is warmer and there's less demand for this um, resource and then they can they can draw on this um, supply in the winter times when prices are high but with the UK we have next to nothing next virtually there's um, a number of storage sites called rough storage and there are a number of storages littered around the UK but compared to a country like Italy for instance there's, there's very little storage that can provide um, this kind of buffer for for when times are tough so a number of another reason why um, energy prices have increased is due to the war in U in Ukraine and Russia. So Russia is a huge supplier of um, energy, oil, and gas, and the, this this in the, the the war has basically meant that the supply have been cut off. So there was a pipeline called Nord Stream Two, which was meant to go online, and it was this was meant to. Um, be divert this was meant to go around um, the Ukraine and have access to to Europe but this basically hasn't happened because of the war and this means that a huge amount of supply has been reduced into Europe and this has pushed up prices so yeah this is a cause huge amounts of um, the price to increase and this um, this is knocked onto the, the the bills that you're seeing in every month in your when you get your statement through. So that's another factor. So another factor is money printing. So during the coronavirus, there was a huge amount of money printing by the Bank of England. So five hundred billion pounds of money was printed. Let me say it again: five hundred billion pounds was printed, and this was to to basically secure the um, people, people went down due to lockdown and people weren't the economical, um, basically, we went into a huge recession. It was the deepest, darkest recession on record. And to kind of cover us for this, people went on furlough. The Bank of England printed loads of money. And this supply of money um, went into the economy and it basically meant that the the more money was chasing the same amount of commodities so most of our gas comes from Norway and Norway's currency is pretty strong and by printing loads of money this weakens the pound and this is increased inflation this is not talked about on the press in other um, I've watched other YouTube videos in research for this one and also in and online. No one talks about this, how much of an impact this money printing has on the cost of cost of living, cost of um, energy and cost of food as well. So why are your food prices going up? Because it's so it's a lot of this is down to the the essentially the printing of money 500 billion pounds and there's a crazy amounts of money being printed in the USA as well um, around the coronavirus and lockdown like trillions of pounds I can't remember the exact figure but trillions of pounds these crazy amounts of money just being printed just out of nowhere just essentially this is fueling the supply of money and this supply as we said supply and demand sets price so if you flood the market with um, supply of money same demand then that's going to affect the price it's going to this is going to affect the price of everyday goods so the cost of fossil fuels such as oil and gas these resources that are finite as well so their their prices are set by a number of factors so due to coronavirus due to 
geopolitical tensions, like we say, the, the war in Russia. There's also other factors like natural disasters. If there's a natural disaster happen in... Um, I, I used to work on the, the trading floor and what happened, um, there was a number of different... When it was really cold, I've, I've worked on a number of times where there was pipelines that froze over because it was so cold and the supply, there was pipeline supply from Norway into the UK that didn't, that, that huge amount of supply wasn't able to be delivered and that pushed that prices massively. So huge amounts of gas um, couldn't get um, supplied from Norway to the UK and that made the, that supply was um, limited and even if you've got this, the same amount of demand, that's going to push the price up massively. So all these have a massive impact in the the supply. So supply and demand sets price. So when I was working on for shell trading, I worked on the trading floor, and one of my senior traders would always say, whenever I was asking a question, he would always say, Neil, supply and demand, supply and demand, supply and demand. So this sets the price. If you ever study economics, the first lesson you always learn is the the law of supply and demand, and you. You can look into other um, books like *The Wealth of Nations*, written by Adam Smith, and he basically started, he was the grandfather of economics, and he would also also talk about the supply and demand. So another factor that leads to high energy bills is the infrastructure to required to produce and distribute this energy. So building and maintaining power plants, pipelines, transmission lines. This all costs money, and this part this is. is passed on to the consumer. So there's been a huge amount of development in wind energy due to environmental factors, which we're gonna to touch on next, but all this costs money. So, and this, this basically pushes the price onto the consumer. So the more um, infrastructure required to produce and distribute energy, the more um, money is, it costs to, to require to maintain power plants, pipelines, transmission line, and this is going to, this passes on to the consumer, and this means this is in the form of higher bills. So another reason is environmental factors. So environmental factors, we are now in a different world. We have the, um, we're much more environmental con conscious. We are aware of the cost of the, climate change, the amount of CO2 releasing into the atmosphere has to be reduced because the amount of CO2 leads to um, increased temperatures. These temperatures are gonna melt the, the Arctic and Antarctic um, um, ice caps and this is gonna lead to flooding. Huge amounts of flooding is gonna be caused if due to this increased temperature. So if we don't have get a handle on this the temperatures that increase in CO2 levels, this is gonna to lead to huge amounts of flooding all around the world. And this basically means that these environmental factors, that we one of the big factors that are causing the CO2 emissions is energy. So look at coal, the amount of CO2 emissions that are released by coal is huge. So what governments are doing around the world is reducing the amount of reliance on Fossil fuels like coal, which is a huge um, generator of CO2 emissions. So because we're taking the supply of coal out of the equation, this means that it's got to make, this means that other factors like um, 
gas is basically in much higher demand because gas is a much less of emitter of CO2. And because of this, there's a higher demand for this gas. As we said, demand and supply sets price. So if there's higher demand for the same amount of supply, this is gonna push prices up, which is exactly what we've seen. So higher prices leads to, um, higher, sorry, higher demand leads to higher prices. So another factor why we're seeing higher bills is Brexit. And this is another factor that isn't being talked about in the press. So whether the right wing media doesn't want to talk about it because they were pro-Brexit, but yes, it's huge impact on our bills is because of Brexit. So Brexit meant that we have partnerships with the EU. We have partnerships with countries in the EU like France, Germany, Netherlands, um, um, Norway, as we said, these are huge amounts of supplies. And if our, what is a massive factor, what is a massive impact on the prices is temperature. So temperature affects prices. So when I used to work on the trading floor, I used to trade this gas, natural gas. And one of the big factors we looked at was temperature. We used to have a weather person giving us a weather update every day. And when it's cold, more people are likely to turn on their heating. So it may sound obvious, but this is gonna have a massive impact on the price. So when, you know, a cold February morning, it's gonna, the amount of uh, demand raises, uh, demand for um, gas increases massively because of the um, demand. So people turn their heating on, central heating on, that means higher demand, which leads to higher prices. So, and because of Brexit, we don't have those relationships with the France, Germany, Netherlands. It's, it makes it much more harder to have good relationships. It's gonna have much more um, bureaucracy. We're not gonna have the same contracts as we had before. A really good example of this is when I was working on the trading floor and one day, it was really, um, um, one of the cold days of um, in February, there was a huge spike in demand because of this cold weather. And um, I managed to source some gas from France. I managed, to, I made 940,000 pounds in a day because of basically the quick decision that we went to try and get gas from France. There was a pipeline that froze over in Norway. We didn't have that supply and that supply was reduced we still had a really high demand because of this it was a really cold day and we knew this was going to have a massive impact on the price that people were going to pay so we went and sourced that gas from france we went and went with a begging bowl to france there was a number of different companies like edf um, and huge other different companies in france we sourced that gas from france we paid a lower price than we would have paid if we um, if we couldn't have got that gas source and towards the end of the day that price went up massively uh, and by the end of the day um, I got a report in how much I made and it was £940,000 but that's saving rather than having to pay higher prices in elsewhere because we couldn't afford, you'd have to take money, um, gas out of storage, you would have to um, switch over to higher cost um, fuel sources like um, oil or gas, but uh, oil or, sorry, um, coal, but we managed to source 
gas from France and we made a saving of £940,000 in a day. And we wouldn't have been able to do that or it would have been much harder to do that if we didn't have the relationships with um, it, it, with Europe. At that time, we were still in the EU and it was much easier to have that um, that relationship and, and, and do those deals. And we wouldn't be able to do that in the same, same way as we do, can do today. So Brexit is another reason why our bills are being pushed up. So another reason why our bills are being pushed up is because of coronavirus. So the supply chain issues, it's much harder to, um, it's, it's, it's led to a much higher price because of that demand and supply. So final fact is, so not enough investment. So the government have known about this for, for many years and they ha- they failed to, to make that investment into wind energy quick enough or into other renewables or into um, shipping. So liquid natural gas, LNG shipping is another way that we can get gas from all around the world. Um, one amazing advance that we've made is from the USA has now changed from a net importer of energy to a net exporter of energy because they've found shale gas fracking and they've found huge amounts of reserves in um, areas in the USA and now they're now exporting energy out of the country and they used to be a net importer they used to, they most of their oil was come from the middle east and which is why they went to war in iraq but to um, secure that region but now they've it's been a massive change you wouldn't have even imagined it 20 years ago that the usa are now um, an importer uh, sorry an exporter rather than an importer which is massive so that's another reason. So just to highlight, so why have energy prices increased? So supply and demand sets price. We talked about the re- reduced the reducing reserves in the North Sea. Their North Sea oil and gas is dwindling compared to what it was like in the 80s and 90s. The other number two is money printing. Huge amounts of money printing by the Bank of England has led to a huge amount of supply being reduced. Number three is environmental factors. So because we're trying to reduce coal, we're trying to reduce oil, and we're trying to increase renewable energy, wind, solar, even turbines, huge amounts of um, even hydro, hydroelectric power, that's, which is, um, there's a huge amount of supply of hydroelectric power in Norway, for instance. So we're trying to increase environmental factors like re- um, renewable energy. And this has led to, this is a higher cost and Essentially, um, ultimately, it's going to mean, mean more affordable and more accessible. But to make that initial investment, that's been passed on to the consumer. So we talked about Brexit was made it was another reason why there was high energy costs, not enough investment, and the coronavirus. So there are the f- six factors. So you want to learn how to you can play a role in shaping um, your own bills. Let's go into essentially. So energy is complex. It's it's multifaceted issue, and it affects it affects us all. So every time you turn your heating on in the morning, that's that's energy. Every time you turn your cooker on, that's heating. Every time you turn your lights on, that's that's electricity, and that's all from that's all affected by supply and demand. So the future of energy can help us. Um, how we can make informed decisions and shape the future in a positive way. So let's go into essentially why. Um, well, 
why have energy companies made so much money? There's crazy amounts of profits. Let's, I, I got some figures. So Shell made is the largest energy company, Europe's largest energy company, and they made 42.3 billion pounds last year in 2022. That is mental. As I said, I used to work for them. When you saw the front pages of the news, why are Shell making so much money? That was down to, I, I was, um, um, part of a team, our oil traders and gas traders were making vast amounts of money. I, I made millions of pounds every year. As I said, one day I made 940,000 pounds in a day. And that was vast amounts of money. BP reported a record profit of 28 billion pounds, which is crazy. So this, um, with Shell, that represents one of the highest profits ever recorded by a UK company. And it's fueled anger with um, amount, the amount of pay, the tax being paid by this oil giant. So they also may, they get subsidies as well, which is kind of crazy. And yeah, if you look at the reasons why, we, we talked touched a bit about the environmental factors, what um, the CO2 levels being reduced, uh, being increased, sorry, and essentially, yeah, there's a huge amount of anger about why are Shell, BP, the other kind of oil companies not getting taxed more? Because it's it's everyone's oil. It's not. It's it's part of the UK. It's not. It's it's there. It's being generated by um, kind of fossils um, and dinosaurs that are being kind of squished into liquid many millions of years ago. And it shouldn't necessarily be one company making all that money. So let's go into essentially why they're making so much money. And yeah, it's a, let's essentially look at the kind of with intense scrutiny and debate. So do you think companies should be paying more tax? Put in your comments. If you're finding any of this useful or interesting, please like, please subscribe, and please tell a friend. My name's Neil Doig. I'm the founder of Money Tips, the host of Millennial Money Mindset, and the author of the book Millennial Money Mindset, which is the ultimate investing guide. It's a book about wealth, death, and happiness. It was shortlisted by the Financial Times in 2018, and it was an Amazon bestseller on in 2019. So you can, don't miss out, if you wanna get more money into your pocket, more time in your day, and more happiness in your life, then buy that book on Amazon today. It's available on print, it's available in Kindle, and it's available on audible versions. You can learn while you go. You can learn while you're walking around, while you're doing the washing up, while you're doing, um, while you're on the bus or commuting, just by putting an audiobook on while you're listening, while you're walking around. Um, and yeah, you can do that. Millennial Money Mindset is available on Audible, Kindle, or in print versions. And we plant a tree for every book bought. So let's look why are make why are these companies making so much money. So there's a high demand for this energy. So as we said, there's coal has been because of climate change, the amount of coal generated is reducing, and it's got to make that demand that's been that coal um, supply that's been reducing has to be made up elsewhere. So this has been made up by gas and gas. As we said, demand supply sets price. So if there's a higher demand, less supply of other alternatives, this is gonna push the price up. So oil, gas is a, it's a central commodity in the world. But if you walk out in the road, if you go outside, there's gonna be buses that are being powered by uh, petrol, which is a product of oil. If you walk outside cars, this is powered by 
um, petrol, buy diesel. This is petrol, buy oil. If you light your homes, this is this is energy le created, electricity created from um, energy. It's a high demand, so we rely on it for our powers in our home. Businesses rely on this. Transportation, if you go on a holiday, this is fueled, your aeroplane is fueled by jet fuel, and this is oil. If you go, if you buy um, a bottle of water, if that's plastic, that's oil. If you light a candle, that's oil. If you use um, any kind of um, machinery, that's that grease is oil. If you go drive on a road, that tarmac is oil. It make we forget how much of of everyday life is powered by oil and gas. So even if you brush your teeth, that plastic toothbrush is is a byproduct of oil. So this is why it's in so demand, and this is why they make so much. This is why energy companies make so much money. So as a result, the demand of energy is constantly high and energy companies are able to charge a premium price for this oil and this is why they make so much money. So oil companies have a monopoly on um, in a lot of the world. So there is in the, the Middle East, there's a, 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 com, a, com, a well, it's basically called OPEC and it's called um, the oil producing company. I forget what it stands for, but essentially there's a number of different countries. They all come together and they basically set the price. This is a monopoly, a natural monopoly. This would be illegal in many other businesses, but who's going to stop the Saudi government from from doing this? It's basically, yeah, is this ethically right? But maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But yeah, this is a monopoly that many of the oil producing countries um, have OPEC have a stranglehold on the oil supply and by reducing the supply of oil they basically pushes up the price so every year OPEC the, the this number of different countries of oil producing countries this would be Saudi Arabia this would be Iran this would be Iraq this would be probably Nigeria Venezuela these countries all meet up and basically decide how much oil to to produce every year how much oil to release to the market every year and they basically restrict the amount that that's oil produced and by doing this it pushes up price and by pushing up price this is pushes onto your bills at home this is pushed onto your um, your petrol prices in the pump when you fill up on your car this pushes on to um, other producing every other um, food producing um, yeah basically pushes up the price of food so things like fertilizer is also created from oil and we use fertilizer to create food and yeah if the price of fertilizer is high this is going to get pushed onto the price of food and this price of the price of food is going to be pushed onto the price of um, what you're seeing in the shops for consumers like yourself. This is another reason, so the monopoly power that these governments have. This is ethically, I don't know if this is right, but yeah, this is unfair pricing. This is potentially a, an, an abuse of power, but this, what can we do today as a, as a consumer? We're not much um, at... Um, yeah, and we, we we as a country are addicted to oil. We um, yeah, we're addicted to our cars, and until we move to renewable energy, we're still going to have this. Um, there's going to be a monopoly on the price of oil. So the another one is economic um, economies of scale. So 
because of energy production requires huge amounts of investment into infrastructure, equipment, um, pipelines, energy companies are able to achieve um, economies of scale. So economies of scale just means that by working together, they save money. So, and by doing this, this means that they can um, save money and basically even if they charge that price, they're going to save loads of money by distributing large quantities of energy and they're able to operate more efficiently and profitably. So because Shell is such a monster company, they, they benefit from these economies of scale. Because BP is such a monster company, they basically save loads of money because they're, <clears throat> they're basically these giant mammoth companies and they, they benefit from huge economies of scale. And they also control, so Shell, as I, I used to work for them, they control the, the production, they produce the refinery, they produce the shipping, they, they control the, the pump, they, you know, if you go to a petrol pump. So they control everything. So this is why they have a stranglehold over the, the UK and the world um, because we're all addicted to oil. And yeah, this is until we move away from oil and to renewable energy, they're, they're still gonna have a control over us. And yeah, I'm a big believer in moving to renewable energies, wind energies. I've got, I wrote a blog about how um, on my, um, my website, moneytips.org, uh, tips spelled with two Ps, go and check that out. We've, we have produced more wind in 2022 than ever before in the UK, which is absolutely fantastic, but we've still got much more to go. We still need much more renewable energy if we're ever gonna break away from the stranglehold of oil companies controlling the prices and controlling the bills and this cost of living crisis. This, this is not being talked about in the media. This is one of the reasons why I set my channel up because there's so many things that are not being talked about in the media, not being talked about in other YouTube channels, not being talked about in the papers. And which is, I seem, this is the big issue. This is the big elephant in the room, the control of power by oil companies because they have these monopolies, because they control every stage of the, um, the com of the, from the, um, from the oil fields to the producing side, they control the pump, they, they produce the pipes, they produce the, they control the pumps, they produce, ev they control everything. And because they control everything, they control the price and how much we pay as consumers. And this is unfair pricing, this is abuse of power. And yeah, until we come together as a collective, this is still gonna be the case. So another reason why oil companies have made so much money is government subsidies. So in many cases, energy companies receive huge amounts of government subsidies and this means they boost their profits so these subsidies can take a form of tax breaks this can be grant this can be other financial incentives to make it easier for companies to operate and make a profit so these oil companies are making huge amounts of profits let's go back how much let's cut how much did we say there was so shell made 42 billion pounds and that's profits that's not just revenue this is mind-blowing so 42.3 billion pounds and that's just 2022 alone and that's being passed back to shareholders so and bp 28 billion pounds and this is because they have a stranglehold over 
the the they have a stranglehold they have a monopoly over the energy pricing they have energy they have control over as we said from pump to pipeline to field and they have they control all this and this is they they can afford to charge high prices and not just that the government give them subsidies the uk government oil and government subsidies hit 13.6 billion pounds so as people can't afford to heat their homes people can't afford to feed their family people can't afford to yeah fuel their cars these oil companies are making billions of pounds and i said i used to work for these oil companies so i'm um i i, I can see how they do this um so the oecd which is the organization for economic cooperation and development claims that from 2016 to 2020 the oil companies received 9.9 billion pounds in tax relief in new exploration and production and 3.7 billion pounds in payments conferred towards decommissioning costs so decommission costs is just when an oil rig is no longer <clears throat> profitable or there's no longer any oil there they have to dismantle it and essentially make sure it's all environmentally sound and everything so they receive huge amounts of um yeah money so another reason why um, oil companies make so much money is through speculation so I used to work on the gas trading floor I used to work on for shell trading and we used to make so much money speculating we used to make buy in the morning and sell in the afternoon or depending on the prices and because we had access to so much information we had access to it wasn't insider trading but it, we had a lot of information and we could act quickly and we could do it in bulk, we could make huge amounts of money on the price fluctuation. As I said, I made 900,000 pounds in a day. I made billions of pounds. One of the, uh, sorry, millions of pounds, not billions of pounds. The, the Shell made billions of pounds. I personally made millions of pounds every year through what we call beat swaps. So this is where we would swap at, um, at the, what we call the beach, where if you think of the UK, where the pipeline goes from UK to, um, the continent, the, the uh, Europe continent, we would basically to pay rather than paying for, you'd pay for what they call, um, what, what they called, oh, basically you'd call ship it, you'd pay to transport your um, oil from UK to Europe, and you'd basically to, to, to save you paying the, you'd have to pay National Grid this to, to use their pipeline basically. You could swap these, these, this oil and gas, or it was gas that I was using, with other counterparties, and you'd that meant you would avoid paying these um, the pipeline fees that National Grid would pay. It's all legal. It's all perfectly uh, sound. It's it's, it's um, business practice, but we would I I personally would make millions of pounds every year just by swapping with other counterparties and just working together as um, in in. As, as a business as you would. If business is a team sport and you would swap if you were bringing gas in and you would you could swap with other gas, um, other counterparties rather than having to pay those fees, the, the pipeline fees. So the energy market can be highly volatile. So if the price is fluctuating based on a wide range of factors. So one of the factors that we used to trade on was weather. So we had a weather person who would um, tell us. So for instance, if it was um, cold in the UK and it was mild in Germany, what we would do, we would buy up, um, 
gas in Germany and we would move that to the UK. So we would essentially buy gas cheaper and sell it at a higher price. And we would do that within day at huge volumes and do that every day. We would make millions of pounds over the year. Um, and yeah, that's how oil companies, energy companies make so much money. So also because of geopolitical events. So if there was um, the war, for instance, that meant that huge amounts of uh, fluctuations in the price because of coronavirus, there would be a huge amounts of um, change in price. During the, mass, during the lockdown, there was, because people weren't going, people were on um, furlough, people weren't in factories, people weren't going out, um, the, the, the trains weren't running, for instance, people weren't using um, cars. The, the amount of demand dropped massively for oil and gas, and this basically meant that um, the supply was still high, that oil was still flowing, it still had to be essentially, um, it was still being pumped by um, on the oil fields, and it had to be used. And it, oil actually, believe it or not, went negative. They went, people were paying people to take away oil to try and store it because the demand was dropped massively. So people were gonna, people would make money on this between the, the, spec, the speculating on the, the, the volatility in prices. So prices fluctuating and due, due to a huge amount of um, number of factors. Another reason is natural um, disasters. So when I was working as a, a trader, there was a pipeline that, um, there was a landslide and one of the pipelines got knocked out into Italy. And basically that meant that um, the gas that I was supplying to Italy couldn't be supplied because of um, that pipeline wasn't work working anymore. So basically I had all this gas that I had to sell in a day. We had to do this in a day. So we managed to source it into, sell it in France in the end. We lost out on that day, but other, other shippers made lo lots of money on this volatility. So this is how they make money. Huge amounts of money is made on high volatility. So another way people make money or lose money is um, yeah, other other things like um, if there if there's any like fire, for instance. So I did a podcast, Millennial Money Mindset. I interviewed um, um, a trader who talks about how in one day he made he lost millions of pounds because there was a fire in one of the storage units, and it's a really interesting story. Go check out my podcast, Millennial Money Mindset. Um, he's a personal friend of mine, um, Rob Smith. He talks about. Um, how he made millions during a, um, trading and how he lost millions as well. And it's a really interesting episode. Go and, go and look at um, Millennial Money Mindset. In, yeah, and that's essentially how um, people, these energy companies make so much money. So in conclusion, the energy companies are able to make so much money due to a combination of high demand, monopoly powers, economies of scale, government subsidies, and speculation. So buying buying and selling at different prices due to a number of factors like weather, due to geopolitical factors, due to things like fire or disasters. And this is how, if you look at, if you ever look at the front page and think, why are BP making so much money? Why does Shell make so much money? And these are the factors. And these are kind of from, this is what I used to work at. I used to work on the trading floor. It's one of the largest trading floors in Europe. And essentially this is what I do. This is what I used to do. Did it for seven years. 
And yeah, some of these factors may be beneficial for the companies themselves, but they also lead to higher prices and um, which are passed on to you seeing it in, the, in your bills. So as the world looks to transition to more sustainable sources of energy, it's gonna be interesting to see how these profits and business models and these energy companies evolve over time and if they can still make these vast amounts of profits. So that's essentially, so let's cover, we talked about how, um, so we talked about why, um, why your price energy bills are so high. We talked about what companies do to make, why they're making so much money. And now we're gonna give you some practical steps on how you at home can reduce your energy bills, your heating bills. So get a pen and paper and we're gonna talk about how, essentially how you at home can save money in your pocket. So if you're thinking, no, I can't afford to invest, one of the best ways to do this is to look at your expenses and reduce your outgoings. And by doing that, you're gonna save money in your pocket. So let's go, let's go through. So. Here are a few tips to get you started. So first of all, turn off electrics when they're not used. This may sound obvious, but if you're leading, leading the TV on um, when you're not even using it, this is gonna add up. So small changes make big differences. So by turning off these electric uh, devices, that these devices are still gonna continue to draw power even um, when they're turned off. So make sure you actually turn off the, the little red, you know, sometimes you see a little red button at the, the top there. If they're on standby mode, they're gonna be still using power. So turn them off when they're not being used. Turn off your computers when not being used. I remember there used to be so many computers left on overnight because even the screens, the monitors were left on. This is churning power. Um, maybe it doesn't matter if it's your company, but this is, this is gonna lead to kind of environmental benefits. If you can turn off these, um, the, these electronic devices, it's gonna save you money in your pocket. So this is gonna reduce your energy consumption and save you money on energy bills. So another number two is to install energy efficient light bulbs. So this may sound obvious, but replacing your old light, light bulbs with energy efficient options, LED lighting, um, I've got here CFL, I don't know what that stands for, um, but these essentially are bulbs that can save you significant amounts of money in the long run. They can save up to 80, they can use up to 80% less energy and can actually last you 20 times longer. So there might be an initial higher cost, but over the long term, these can save you loads of money over the long term. So number three is adjust your thermostat. So turning down your thermostat a few degrees in the winter, or if you are, if you if you're using, um, um, in the summer, if you're getting air conditioning, if you turn it, don't, don't put it on so high. So this can save you a significant amount of energy in bills. Consider programming your thermostat. We have it coming on at certain times. So this is gonna save you loads of money. And don't have it on, obviously, during the day. If you're out, don't have it blaring heating on. So other ways to do this, have use natural light instead of relying on artificial lighting use the kind of open your curtains blind to let sunlight in especially if you're working from home have those curtains open rather than having a light on and it can also produce like warmth during the colder months so number five is so make sure your um, house is mostly insulated so reducing your your kind of your leak your your 
your kind of leaking um, energy being leaked. So there's um, the Energy Trust is really good at giving you kind of hints and tips. There's a number of grants actually that you can use. Go to the Energy Trust website and these grants, they'll pay you to insulate your house for you to reduce the, um, the amount of energy that you're using. You kind of air leaks in your home can cause kind of heating to work harder and will lead to higher energy bills and higher kind of more energy being being used which will knock on to environmental um, damage uh, you know more co2 being produced so check your doors windows check your insulation this is going to check your kind of also look for kind of seals to prevent um, air from escaping so also i've during the winter months i put like a you can buy these um they look like tin foil, but you put them behind the radiator and that reflects the heat out. I also drained my radiator so you can kind of reduce the, the sludge, you bleed the radiators. They kind of make your radiators work more efficiently. You can look at potentially replacing your boiler. If you own your house, you can potentially reduce um, cost by getting a more efficient boiler. As I said, go to the Energy Trust website to look if you can be, um, you might be, able to get um, a, a grant for replacing your boiler. Set the boiler times so you have a quick blast in the morning and kind of set it up when you come back. At, uh, when you come back, don't set it, don't have it on all night. Have maybe, if you own your house, maybe look at replacing the windows The or get your landlord to replace your windows if they're really old and letting, um, the kind of the heat escape look at if you can get these energy trusts if you can get these grants for windows these are all going to save you loads and loads of energy and it's going to knock on to reduce your energy bills and this is going to get more money into your pocket so also send your meter reading to your supplier so all these um kind of tips hopefully they're going to save you money another one is don't use tumble dryers use if you can air especially in the summer months you can put um, your clothes outside to dry hang them up don't use a tumble dryer tumble dryers are really energy hungry and this is going to mean that you're going to be paying more for your energy bills so if you can wash clothes at 30 degrees rather than kind of a higher hot wash and this is going to save you loads of money so hopefully this has been kind of useful. This has been, so we've gone through why, essentially why energy bills are so high. We talked about demand, supply, setting price. We looked at the, the kind of the North Sea reserves draw, uh, dwindling, money printing. We talked about environmental factors. We talked about Brexit. We talked about the supply issues over coronavirus. Not enough investment being made into, um, into energy long term. We talked about how or what energy companies, why they're making so much profit, why they're making so much money. We talked about essentially they've got a monopoly over um, oil prices. They've got a huge amount of subsidies. We talked about um, 13.6 billion pounds in tax breaks, in grants, in other financial incentives. And they have economical uh, economies of scale, um, infrastructure, equipment, they they basically because these companies are so big they rely on they can kind of save loads of money on um, in in this benefit. So hopefully this has been useful. This is millennial money mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. Please like, please 
please tell a friend and please subscribe to this channel. This podcast is brought to you by the book Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you need the roots. It's the ultimate guide to investing. If you want more money in your pocket, more time in your day, more happiness in your life, please go and buy that book. It's available on Amazon. We plant a tree for each book bought. I don't have other adverts on this podcast. I don't have other adverts on this YouTube channel. I do this full time as a job, so it really helps me out if you buy the book. It's a huge amount of value there. It is, it's gonna give you a step-by-step, a five-step method to money mindset where you're not stressed and worried about money. So this is, this is um, yeah, my name's Neil Doig, founder of Money Tips. We educate, empower, and money coach you to better spending, saving, and investing. So thanks so much. And yeah, as I said, please like, please subscribe, and please tell a friend about this channel. Take care. See you soon.